Welcome to Mindful Elevation, a podcast that explores the healing powers of energy psychology and mindfulness. My name is Rachel Tallheimer, and I'm a licensed independent clinical social worker with Elevate Counseling. Join me in my conversations with some incredible guests to see how energy psychology has impacted their lives and how you can use it to improve yours. Not only are these guests my friends and colleagues, but they're clinical professionals with expertise in their fields. These conversations are packed with laughter, honesty, and tons of insight into energy psychology. Feel free to listen at your own pace and in your own space. Thanks for tapping in to today's conversation. Welcome back to Mindful Elevation for this week's episode. Today, I get to sit down with Elevate Counseling CEO and founder, Leanne Larson, to talk about Reiki. What is Reiki? What is Reiki used for? And how can Reiki aid in our healing? Reiki originated in Japan and was adopted by Buddhist practitioners, and it has continued to grow and evolve over time. Leanne also introduces the new Reiki practice here at Elevate, and I am so excited to be a part of it all. Leanne, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, nice to be back. I feel like a frequent flyer. I'm very okay with that. I will get you a reward card. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's awesome. 10th episode free. (laughs) Amazing. So tell me what we're talking about today. We are going to be talking about Reiki. You want to tell me what that is? Are you like, what is Reiki, Leanne? (laughs) Well, Reiki actually means universal love. And it's a healing modality steeped in Buddhist and also, and a lot of times this is a surprise for people, Christian traditions. Mm -hmm. And so it is an energy healing source that's available to all people. And it is a method of helping people, I believe, first and foremost, connect in self-love and work on their worthiness and create space and time for themselves so that they can heal on a physical, energetic, emotional, mental, and spiritual plane. So I really wanted to talk about that today because it's something that really anyone can have access to. Reiki is everywhere. And it just so happens it's also at Elevate. We brought a Reiki room into our Rainham location and have four practitioners there doing Reiki. And that's so, so exciting. Like, we should probably talk about this so people aren't like, what the heck? Right. What's going on? I think it's good to understand the backstory. And anyone who's interested in learning more, this book, Essential Reiki, A Complete Guide to Ancient Healing Art by Diane Stein is the source to go to for the Reiki story, for how Reiki attunements are passed, for how Reiki healing is done. It's really 
a great resource and the resource that I'm using to talk to you. Oh, should I mention that I'm a Reiki master teacher? That might be a good idea. I think that would be helpful to yeah, know that I'm we're a Reiki master teacher. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I am I'm a part of two lineages. So Reiki is passed down from different lineages of people who pass attunement. So Yusui, which is the one that Diane Stein writes about, is my first lineage. And then I I got another one called Karuna, K-A-R-U-N-A, which actually was very intense and it works with the shadow parts. So I think an emotional healing, very, very deep wounds, intense emotional healing. Actually, I did a Reiki treatment yesterday that was incredible. Really deep, deep wounds were able to be identified and released in a very profound way. Again, we've talked about energy psychology and how energy psychology practices touch the amygdala and change brain chemistry. Whereas talk therapy, we can reprocess things. We can move the furniture in the room. We can rearrange we can add coping strategies, we can build therapeutic alliance, but we can't touch the amygdala, which is where we're getting a lot of the brain chemistry that's causing problems. Reiki most definitely touches the amygdala and a lot of other places too. So Karuna really works on the shadow parts. I should say also, since I'm on the different lineages, that there's another lineage that we actually have at Elevate. I don't have this particular one as of yet, but I probably will get it down the road. It's called Holy Fire. And it's very interesting. So Jillian Larson is the practitioner. She's a level one healing health, actually practitioner certified, getting her level two. And then she has the Reiki on top of that. Holy Fire is a lineage that came down from a Christian line. So the person who teaches this, his dad was actually a Baptist pastor, hmm. which is mind blowing for a lot of people. There may be Christian listeners right now that are cringing that, <laughs> oh my gosh, Elevate's doing Reiki. What is the world coming to? No, no. Because we'll hear in this story that it was actually a, a Christian teacher who discovered the Asui lineage and started teaching it, which is interesting. But Holy Fire came later and Holy Fire only works with energies that would be considered of the Christian realm. So like Jesus energy, Christ consciousness is what we call it, or hmm. the angels that are listed in the Bible, like Michael and Gabriel and all those guys. So it's very like you only blah, 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 because, you know, the Christian belief system is there's a lot of like negative stuff out there. And Holy Fire is very like, no, this is all we're doing. And it's a beautiful, very sweet, gentle energy. When I get Reiki treatments, from other people, I tend to lean towards the Holy Fire lineage because it's really nice. It's just a nice, cozy vibe. Although I, I think all Reiki is a cozy vibe. So because it's love. You said, what is Reiki, Leanne? Reiki is <laughs> a person who has been attuned by a Reiki master teacher and you get attunement by these Sanskrit symbols, which were discovered on scrolls by a Christian teacher 
when he was teaching in a Buddhist community and a lot of the missionaries in the area were Christian. So they had a Christian teacher in there and the kid said, how did Jesus heal? And he didn't know. He didn't know. None of us know. It's not in the Bible. All we knew was that he taught his disciples how to heal. But we didn't know what he taught him. He said, you guys can do everything I do plus more. Plus more. But we don't know what he did because no one told us. Right? So this teacher went on a pilgrimage, on a mission. And I'm just going to cut to the chase. These Sanskrit symbols were given to him. Through fasting and meditation, I must add. And this line of healing was born. And so this is what happens. That Sanskrit symbol, you imagine it in your mind's eye as the Reiki master teacher. You draw it on your hands. You just visualize it in your breath and you breathe that into the electromagnetic field of the person who's receiving the attunement. Super important to know. You're not receiving anything you don't already have. We're all open to receive universal love. I think of universal love like oxygen or gravity. Even our quantum physicists are like, hey guys, we got to talk to you. There's something going on here and we can't quite figure it all out, but there's this like invisible molecular gluey kind of thing going on. And the closest thing we've got to naming it is God, which I know is like a nightmare for a lot of you. This is science. Science are like something's happening because as we advance in our technology, they're beginning to understand that there are things happening that cannot be defined, but more importantly, they cannot be denied. And Reiki taps into that. So it's already in you. It's already a part of you. So to go get a Reiki treatment, it's really just like you're just receptive, like a little sponge to receive healing, to get an attunement. It's almost like we've talked about meridians, how we have meridians along our central nervous system. It's just like opening up something that's maybe a door that's closed, or you can kind of think of it that way, if that makes sense. Does Reiki sort of tie into the chakras? I mean, you mentioned opening a doorway. So that's what I'm sort of imagining. I love that. Yep. So if we go back to the chakras, we'll remember that those are like energy portals that are in our electromagnetic field and almost like a flower receiving sunshine for growth. Our chakras receive key, which is life force or life energy for healing. So yes, indeed, a lot of practitioners, including the ones that elevate, will work with the chakra system in a Reiki session to make sure that everything is balanced, aligned, you know, attuned, all that kind of things. And there's different modalities. Tuning forks are fun. If you use a tuning fork at each chakra, same tuning fork, same pitch, same stroke. So it should vibrate at the same frequency and level, but it doesn't. And this is how you find out if there's something that's out of whack or out of alignment. Another great tool to use is a pendulum because again, it's moving in that field, the energy field. And you may have one 
moving counterclockwise. You may have another one moving clockwise. You may have one that's completely still and just shaking and it won't go anywhere. It's really quite fascinating. So all of these things can be measured and seen. So the practitioner may use any of these tools to help identify what's going on, but also it's good for the participant the person receiving the healing to say like, wow, that's amazing. And then to use the pendulum again at the end or to do the tuning fork again at the end. And they're like, whoa, that's wild that it all just choops, lines up. And right. It's a visual representation of something that we can't exactly. see. Exactly. Kind of like when I walked on hot coals. You that have to tell like me the story. Mind. What? How was mind blowing? I was like, whoa, this is like a physical representation of a spiritual experience. That's when like did you I walk said. on hot coals? I don't remember. It was when I was younger. <laughs> so the kids were little. They were doing the JoJo karate thing. And you know what moms do? What do moms do? They do kickboxing when the kids do karate, right? <laughs> And what do dads do? They're cool too. So they do karate. So we're all involved in the dojo. And my teacher was like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool to do a firewalk? And there was some black belt guy that was doing them at the time. And the next thing, you know, we're walking on hot coals. So it was Pretty fine. Cool. The most painful part was actually afterwards. Cause it was in a hay field. So you're barefoot after having walked on hot coals, stepping on Hay that was mowed, very uncomfortable. The, mm. the hay was very uncomfortable, but the hot coals were fine. It felt like what I imagine would be walking on snow barefoot. Oh, sure. That's sort of what it felt like. Hmm. Interesting. You know, and we were in the energy, raising the vibration. And what right. did we do to raise the vibration? Told jokes and sang songs to raise the energy and then we like commenced hmm. it's weird it's cool what can happen when you change the energy it's cool what can happen when you can change the energy absolutely so reiki is all about changing the energy between the person who's doing the healing and the individual who is getting the healing. And this is so important. The person doing the healing, it's not their energy that you're actually receiving. They're like a conduit. They're a channel. ACAP, the Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology, has done lots of studies. Bob Lipton is king of the studies. They've studied Reiki practitioners. They've done studies where they had pseudo practitioners come in who weren't really practitioners. And then they had real ones come in that were practitioners and they measured the electromagnetic fields coming off of their hands when they were doing Reiki and zip zero zilch, nothing from the students who were pseudo Reiki's, but incredible increases in output from the people who really were Reiki attuned. And interestingly, they noticed that people's right hands were much more magnified than their left hands. And they would later find out that left hand receives, right hand puts out. So the hand that was putting energy out literally had a stronger force field than the one that was receiving. Also very cool. So why does Elevate even do this now? Because there's research that says this helps. And our job is to help 
people and we have access to tools that can help people. So we're going to use them like that's the bottom line. So we find out that there's a Buddhist heritage here. There's a Christian heritage here and it's very interesting. So really the techniques that I think you want to think about when you're thinking about going to a practitioner are, and some people are uncomfortable this word, but like intuition or quote psychic knowing. So the healer is often led to the heart or a knee, maybe a bad knee. And the person's not necessarily telling them, but they just sort of have this inkling that they should go to a certain area in the body or stay longer. Meditation. Usually there's a meditation playing or soft music or something, you know, that's relaxing and calming. I know we have a light, a very soft lamp and we have flower essences burning and it's just a very peaceful and quiet space that we've created. Spiritual healing does involve all aspects of the body. So it's not just this woo woo, whatever. One of my favorite stories is my personal Reiki master teacher does like circles. So she'll have people come in, they can get a healing by donation. They just sit in a chair and people volunteer their time to come out and give healings. Well, this one woman came in and said, I have had a headache all day. I can't shake it. I can't get rid of it, whatever, whatever. So she received a healing and, you know, my Reiki master teacher said to her, Oh, how's your headache? And she's like, it's awful. It's terrible. It didn't get better. Nothing. Like I'm just miserable. And she's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't really understand what happened. The next day she got a phone call from this woman. And the woman said, you are not going to believe this. She's like, I have had insomnia for months and I haven't gotten a decent night's sleep in I don't know how long. She goes, last night I went home and I went to bed and I slept through the night and I woke up and I had no headache. And so I think this is important to understand that, you know, you have an idea that you need healing. The practitioner believes that they can be a channel to help you in your process, but it's not prescriptive. Mm-hmm. So we can't say, oh, we're going to take care of your bad back or, you know, we're going to do whatever we're led to do or believe we should do and talk to you in a second about the benefits of having a mental health counselor versus going to a spa or, you know, something like that for a Reiki treatment. But ultimately it comes down to it's going to go where it needs to go. And there's only one rule here. You don't have to believe that it's going to be working for you. You just have to allow it to happen. So no person can just give you Reiki or send you Reiki. There are ways to do a distance healing, but no one can just be like, oh, I'm going to Reiki that person. They need it. No, no, it doesn't work that way. You need permission to give someone Reiki. So if you send it out, it just won't go to them. It'll go wherever, but it won't go to them. You don't have to believe it's going to work either. You can say, yeah, I'll try it. So it's not like the placebo effect. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe that it's placebo. Right. No, but I, but I know that so many people may think that it's like, oh, well, if I think it's going to work, then it'll work. It's like, no, no, no. Like you You don't don't need to to believe it's going to work for it to work. Mm -mm. You 100% do not have to believe it's going to work. I will tell you the very first time 
I got a Reiki treatment, I was like super paranoid that she could read my mind. So I was like all in my head, all in my head. And it's true. I'm far more grounded at this point in my life, but there was a time where I was so analytical and so in my head, I couldn't chill. I couldn't be Zen. I know it's a little surprising. I've had people say to me, what happened to you? Like, you're so different now. Cause I used to just be like, always the Tasmanian devil, not just sometimes, Rachel, not just sometimes. Now, you know, I'm just sometimes the Tasmanian devil, <laughs> but I couldn't relax. I couldn't, whatever. I was so worried about it. And yet I still got benefit from it because I went back and at some point decided, oh, this is worth my money. I think I'm going to actually get attuned. Yeah. So let's talk about the attunement levels. There's Reiki one. So you probably know about my program, Retreat into Greater Mm Self-Love. I don't even know how many times we've run it. We run it a lot. And when I bring it back, I'm actually going to be including Reiki one attunements within. Fantastic. Because level one is about self-love and it's about self-healing. So there's no expectation that you're going to go out into the world and go, can I give you a Reiki treatment? Can I give you a Reiki treatment? It's about yourself, maybe your puppy or your kitty cat, your kids, but there's no expectation. If you decide you do want to help other people, you're going to want to go to the Reiki two level. And if you decide you actually really enjoy it and you think you might want to teach it and help other people, then you want to get your Reiki master teacher. The word master doesn't mean like master guru. It just means teacher. Like they would say the Buddha was a teacher. Jesus was a teacher, right? Teacher. That's really all it means is the level three. And so you really only need that if you want to pass attunements. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I mean, Reiki is love. It is love. And in this time of planetary crisis, to quote Diane Stein, we need to spread the love. Yeah. I would love to know what someone would expect. Let's say they book a Reiki treatment. They listen to this podcast. They understand the background Mm -hmm. and everything like that. This energy psychology, obviously. Now what? They show up to Raynham. Sure. Right. You go to a Reiki treatment there or anywhere. I think mostly it will all be the same. You would do a brief check-in with your practitioner. You know, how are you doing? What's going on? They may want to do some sort of evaluation of the chakras or whatnot, you know, with the pendulum or the tuning fork. Before you get to the space, the space has been cleared with sound. So like a sound healing type modality or some type of sage spray or something, clean sheets, clean blankies, all that kind of stuff. Just get a massage table, fresh sheets, a nice blanket, a pillow for your head, for under your knees. You are fully clothed. You just take your shoes off, put them to the side. There's going to be a glass of water waiting for you with a little tissue to keep the germs out for afterwards because you want to hydrate, hydrate, hydrate for sure after a Reiki treatment. And then you'll lay on the massage table, you'll be covered, Tootsie's tucked. And then the music will be playing and 
the practitioner will get your permission to touch you and they won't touch you anywhere that's inappropriate. And if you have a trauma history, they're going to ask, is it okay? If I put like on your neck, a lot of times that can be a very touchy sense of like, is it okay? If I put my hands on your throat, would you like them above your throat? Because you don't actually have to have your hands on. You can have your hands above. Every practitioner has a different way of working. I like to do a scan from head to toe where I'm actually sensing. I go from high down to low because different levels of our electromagnetic field are representative of the different bodies. So the one closest to you is your physical body. And then you get into your emotional body the mental body, just how high that energy goes is sort of your energy body and your spiritual body. I like to get a sense of, okay, what level are we working on? Cause I can sense it with my hands. Cause after you've been doing it for a while, you just know, but everyone has a different way of starting a session. I like to start at the crown and work my way down to the feet. And then I'm directed as I go where we're going to stop. Are we going to conversate? Is it going to be a quieter session? You know, all that kind of stuff. In a spa, it's going to be a very quiet session. You're not going to have a lot of chit chat going on. You're there for like a massage, right? Like it's quiet, mellow, peaceful. If you're looking to get a psychic reading or anything like that, you may want to go to a new age kind of community to get a Reiki treatment for, you know, the people who are like, I am a spirit medium and I'm doing Reiki and I'm going to talk to your relatives while we're doing it, right? Like <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, then you're probably better off going to a situation like that. At Elevate, it's really supportive of our clinical work that we do. So two of us are therapists that are doing the work, Hannah and myself. You can find us on elevate-counseling.com. And then we have Wendy who has a medical background. So if you've got like medical stuff going on, you want someone who's like comfortable with sort of the medical field, Wendy would be a great option for you. She also works with the angels, the angelic realm. So you might even get a little info about the angels from her. And then there's Jillian who, so fun. She's excellent for people who are young adult, young woman, career changers, dissatisfaction with the world, right? And the expectation. So she's really great for people who are either in a state of change or they're looking for a new direction or they want to let go and kind of move forward in different directions. Also really good for solopreneurs or entrepreneurs because she's done a lot of business branding for small businesses. And so she's very tuned into that energy, that type of person. She would be a really good vibe to help people that are trying to shift in that way. Yeah. So we've kind of covered different bases at the practice for what you might be looking for. If you're doing therapy work and you really want to dig deep on a particular issue, book a Reiki treatment for sure. Now we're also doing, well, I'm doing in particular online intuitive wellness coaching. So a lot of times people are like, what's the difference between coaching and counseling? And the difference is that when you are in for counseling, there is a specific issue that is diagnostic and is billable. 
for a mental health problem. A lot of people don't meet that criteria. They just don't. And so coaching is for people who are just looking to like drill down in their life a little bit, make some changes, make some adjustments, but they're not really having problems. If that makes sense, you know what I'm talking about, like the mm-hmm. clinical type problems. So, cause there's a lot of folks out there that are like, oh, I could probably use some support, but I'm really not a counseling type candidate, but we all need healing and we all need help. So the online coaching, intuitive coaching we have added and energy work will be a part of that to help people discern for themselves. That's another aspect too, with the coaching, it's really more about people having more agency in the session and it's a more short-term type proposition. So you'll all see that on the Reiki website as well. Just trying to, you know, help more people. They're, the waiting lists are long. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. amazing. It's one human at a time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one family at a time. Yes. So do you want to sign up for a Reiki appointment? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Sign me up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So actually my staff are going to get to be attuned for free if they want. So uh, yes, one who absolutely. wants their Reiki ones will be getting attuned by myself and Jillian. So very exciting. Absolutely love that. Yeah. Because like spread the love. Right. Spread the love. Well, thanks for having me again. So fun. thank you for joining me today. I'm excited to be a part of Elevate's growth and the introduction of the Reiki healing here at Elevate. Thank you. Thanks, Leanne. Thanks for tapping in to today's conversation. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. If you'd like to learn more about Elevate Counseling, you can find us online at www.elevate-counseling.com. Follow us on Instagram at elevate underscore counseling underscore services or find us on Facebook at Elevate Counseling Services. For those seeking services in Massachusetts or surrounding areas, call our intake at 508-297-1491. New episodes of Mindful Elevation will be released every last Monday of the month. And keep an eye out for Energy Elevators every Monday, where I will be teaching energy psychology techniques and tools you can implement into your daily practice. Until then, keep grounding, keep healing, keep growing. Stay mindful.